Established in 2020, the Authors Porch is a space for authors to share their literary works of art. Founded by CJ Ives Lopez, the Authors Porch puts authors first and becomes a premier destination for all at every level in their careers. When you join the Authors Porch, we want you to think of us as a beacon of light, bringing you home to a porch where your family is waiting to usher you into your greatness. From live cast to podcast, blog posts, and most recently, the magazine, the Authors Porch brings promotional services and advice to authors to get their writing published. Whatever the issue, the Authors Porch connects writers with the service desire to create their dreams into reality. Welcome, everybody, to the Authors Porch, where every great conversation happens, and it happens because we trusted Brendan and Vomsey at Master Talk to show us the power of effective communication. We also make sure we have a great cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, a Christ-centered, veteran-owned coffee company. Today on the show, we have Catherine Soto. How are you doing, Catherine? I'm fine. Hello. It's good to be here. I am so excited to talk to you. Um, and I will tell you some of the reasons why here in just a minute when I give you your introduction and beyond. So uh, with your permission, I'm going to give you a quick introduction. Is that okay? Yes. Thank you very much. Awesome, guys. Catherine Soto is a writer of fantasy novels. And I'm going to I'm going to fangirl on her um, book cover here in a minute, and I'll tell you guys why. <laughs> uh, she was born and raised in California with a few, ten, few teen years spent in Georgia and Tennessee. So, Catherine, I did not warn you ahead of time that I'm a goofball and I'm, I mess up my words all the time. So we just go with it and everyone Me knows. Too. Okay, good, because I'm, I'm a disaster like literally a disaster that decided to have a show. <laughs> so she has a BA in anthropology and earned three teaching credentials. She taught for 20 years. Wow. Thank you. 15 spent teaching sixth grade learning handicapped classrooms. God bless. Mm. How did you do? Wow. I love teaching. I, I love the. I love doing special education, and I love teaching sixth grade. That became my niche. I just loved it. Wow! I would go back to it if I didn't have certain disabilities right now that keep me from going back. Man, you know, it's crazy because when I retired from the military, I uh, before I retired, I went and got my teaching certification for special education because I wanted to do it. And then I couldn't get hired for three years. I tried very hard to yeah. get hired. And then at the next year, those three years in the next year, talking to people in the school system and how exhausted they were and all the hard work, I actually, when I said my prayers at night, I actually said a thank you because I didn't realize how ill-equipped I would have been going in those classrooms. It, it takes a whole warrior to be an educator. 
And I look yeah. back, I look back and I go, I thought I could have done it. In all honesty, I don't think I could have done what you and so many educators, we have Elizabeth Johnson here with us tonight. She is an educator as well. Um, you ladies are my, my heroes. Well, thank you. I love sixth grade. Sixth graders are all like kindergartners because they're just coming up to a new school in the middle school and they don't know where they're at or what's going on, especially special education students. And they come into you and they don't know what's going on. They're scared and you pick them up. And I always told them that anything I give you, I will bring you through it. Even if you don't understand it, we will go through it until you can understand it. I won't give you anything that you can't do without. Oh. So that's what we always went for. And that that's they're not, and they always they always come in with the attitude that they're dumb or they're stupid. And by the time they're in sixth grade, they've been told for six years that they're, you know, for the first three years, they were bewildered. Then the next three years, they're tested. And then by the time they get to me, they got to me in sixth grade, they were just giving up. Yeah. So I pulled them along with me and said, you can do this. And we were writing five paragraph essays. We wrote five, five paragraph essays with rough drafts, with notes, with talking, with everything. By the time we were done each year, we'd written five, five, five paragraph essays. So we were being successful and we were reading and we were writing and we were doing math and all kinds of things. I loved it. I would stay there and do that. And you know what? I bet that somewhere along the line, you probably created an author. Somewhere along probably, the line. Probably, I know I created a reader, a couple of readers, because they came back and told me that. Yeah. Yeah, one, one young man came in his uniform, and I taught sixth grade, and here he is, 18, 19, in his uniform, and he came back to see me. Wow. That's a special feeling. Mm -hmm. I had one girl come back and tell me that she really appreciated it because I gave her a book. I gave her a book to take home and have. She said it was the first book she ever had. And she read it. And from then on, she took off reading. Her high school teachers would get mad at her because she was reading instead of doing her work. <laughs> so did you write your books while you were still uh, in the classroom no, or after you retired? Writing, I started writing in 2019. Okay. I've been depressed for a while because I'm, uh, I'm a dialysis patient. Been one for 23 years. And I got told no for, for a second chance at a, for kidney transplant. And I was depressed. And I got depressed and I was depressed for several years. And I played Facebook games for like three or four years. I hate to admit that, but that's what I did. And uh, I started to come out of depression through doing creative things. And I got, as I got more and more creative, ideas started flowing and this idea for this story came to me one morning while I was in the shower. This hit me like a ton of bricks. And then the character, my main character, Grey Dawn, which is Grey Dawn of Daravin, Cat's Island, and I also have an anthology hour story with an anthology. Uh -huh. So I'm not sure which one you, you've seen, the cover up. Okay, so we're talking about this book cover, the fuchsia god-looking oh, man. The, god, the guy, yeah, the anthology. 
Okay. My first, my very first romance story that I've ever written is in that book, <laughs> is in that anthology. And I loved it. I, made, I tried to make it an interesting story between two people who were very different. Okay. And how um, the, they're, they're similar because I made the, my, the planet that she's abducted to. The aliens come to Earth and they decide that they're going to abduct her. So they take her because she's she talks English and she's good and she's knowledgeable. And they want to take her because their planet is losing population. So they want Earth to help repopulate and help them become better and more populated. So they took her and they took her. Just, they just took her in the spaceship and knocked her out. She woke up in the spaceship and they're halfway going uh, on their way. And so she ends up on the, she, she determined that, you know, instead of saying, ah, poor me, she determined to figure out that she'd find out all about this. Well, she got on the planet, got a, a position as an administrator for the ambassadors. And she uh, did really well and became like the ambassador to Earth. And that's where the story kind of takes off. Interesting. All I know is, so when I get the request for the podcast, I always look at the the bio and then I look at the book cover and I opened up the book cover and I said, who is this fuchsia god on the cover? <laughs> it can be any one of the men in the stories. Nice. Yeah, there are five, I believe four or five stories in the book and um, it's a smaller anthology because we had there were some some options, I guess, than while we were writing it. And I my mine is the first story in the anthology, and it starts out with the abduction, and then it takes you through their relationship and how the administration uh, paperwork, you know, on the planet where he is, you have to do paperwork in order to date a human and that alien on that planet, a person from that planet. You have to fill out paperwork for every single date. Oh you have my goodness. Why you're going, where you're going, how come you're going, what you're going to do, where you're going to be. And the first date, the news got out that they were going to be working out at the gym. And of course, the front got paparazzi and all this mess crowd. And so she snuck in the back. She had a cab driver who took her in the back. And there's, I take you through this crazy relationship where she gives up and leaves. And he gets in a couple weeks later, right before they're going to take their uh, stuff in and decide that they're going to be a, a light couple, which is a couple who can procreate on this planet, um, he, le he leaves. And I'll let you figure out how it ends, okay? <laughs> I know, my heart, I try to break the heartbreak. But she she reacts, I give, I give really real reactions. Like I tried to write real reactions. Because I remember when somebody I loved broke up with me, I was like, oh, we broke up. You're just heartbroken. You don't want to do anything. You want to yeah. curl up in a corner and cry, and that's what you do. And then your friends come over and pound on the door and tell you, come on, you have to get out. You have to eat. You have to do things. Yeah. So, so I tried to write it with reality and make it a little different because it was on another planet. Yeah. Now, is this the story that came to you in the shower? No. Great okay. Dawn of Darwin, Cat's Island, came to me in the shower. And that's my novel that's coming out for pre-order December 10th. Okay. And will be on order um, 
December 16th through SQ Publishing and through Amazon.com. I'm waiting for it to come up and I've only seen the preview cover right now or I would have shared it with you and I only just got a look at it. Okay. If you go to um, one of my sites uh, for KatherineSotoAuthor.com, you will see um, my link tree, I believe, is there. And you will see the um, links, I believe, to the cover. Or you will go see my social sites, because I did post it on my social sites. Okay. Uh-huh. Facebook and um, Instagram and all the other places that you would post that I can't remember right now. There's so many of them. It's like, you don't remember where you post. Oh, Pinterest has it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you Pinterest know, under creating new worlds, LLC.com. That's my new business that I'm working on. So cool. that's now, what my books are underneath my, my main business. Do you read fantasy? Is that a genre oh, that you I read? I have an entire library filled with fantasy. You know, I've read fantasy since I was a teenager. I love people that can read and write in fantasy. So fantasy is my genre that I love to read. Yeah. I could read two books a day in fantasy. Yeah. But I tried to sit down and write fantasy, and I was like... Well, it took Graydon and Darvin, Graydon knocked me in the head, I guess, with the two by four and said, write my story. I've come. I, I have arrived with your muse, my muse drugger in, my muse drugger in, kicking and screaming and said, right, right, right. This is the story. I have uh, four books about Graydon and Darvin written. The first one's being published in December. I have... Um, Four, three more about Grey Dawn, then I have two I'm writing about her daughter okay. and her, her dragons and her choices and her dragons that she deals with. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of stuffing her right now as I'm writing it. I'm giving her more and more dragons to deal with yeah, and a mystery to deal with. But Grey Dawn is about an archaeologist who decides that she's going to take an expedition to this island on her home planet. And there's everybody else thinks that this place doesn't exist. That the thing that she's going to find, which is a human underground settlement where they first settled when the first people landed on the planet. And she's going to go find it. And she comes from the clans of Avon, which is um, on the planet. There are two areas. There are two large continents and this island, several islands, but this is the biggest one. Um, Dar is um, the main place where people, humans live, and the elves and the dwarves. And they all have a lot to do, except I use the characters in my story, and eventually I will probably add more into it. But this is mainly Gray's story, and it's told from her point of view. And then I have Avon, which has the clans on it. And there are six or seven clans, and the clans aren't really speaking to each other, and they're getting smaller and smaller, but that's book two. And uh, Graydon takes this expedition onto the island to find this place that everybody says doesn't exist. I and love a good book with an elf in it yes. and a whole new world. Like, give yeah. me a whole world. 
world yeah. that I can go and explore and learn and understand the culture and all that stuff about it. Yeah. And I'm like, let me go read the next 20 books. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my first book as an author. So I hope you treat it gently when you read it. And I love, I loved it. Great on just said, write this. And I sat down and wrote it. And then she said, wait a minute, I have a second book, right? Write about the Avon, the clans of Avon. So the second book, she takes an expedition from a university on Dar and goes explore the clans of Avon. And she goes to visit all of them and get them to working together. And I take her through the whole process of the expedition and then getting them to work together and then giving her a choice about what she wants to do with her life. Does she want to go back to Dar and deal with and be a university professor and deal with archaeology and anthropology for the rest of her life? Or does she want to stay in Avon and work with the clans? Mm. And um, there's a little bit of a relationship in there too, not much, but a little bit of a one that heats up in book three and four. We have to give a book an ebb and a flow and keep people, you know, kind of going right. wonky here and there. So, I want them to come and read them and enjoy them. Yeah. What? What inspires you the most from this story? Like, what is the thing that that literally just sparks you the most? Great Dawn of Darwin, just, just getting hit with the story and being able to write it and decide. Because I didn't know how to write a book, so I had to teach myself how to write a book. Yeah. Well, I have this grand idea that's literally trying to write itself into the computer. It's just, come on, come on, write, 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 write. But I didn't know how to do it. So I had to go figure out how do you start a book? What comes in the middle of the book? How do you end a book? How do you plot this over several chapters? I taught children how to write narratives and how to write stories, short stories, but I didn't know how to write a longer story. So I literally taught myself how to write. And I did it through Gabriella uh, Piera's uh, DIY MFA. Nice. And that was really a good book. I, I, read, it I read it once. I read each chapter, and then I went back through and read it and took notes. Okay, and I'm taking notes. So yeah, I gotta take notes here. I always take notes when when mm -hmm. authors give good juicy bits of information. I've got to take a note. I've got my pen. You said Gabriella Perera. I think it's P E R I E R A. Can't swear to that spelling. D I Y M F A. Okay. Really helpful. Okay, and I hope and I also, took I think too. Black Black Raven Books had some things, some classes that okay. they were doing, and I think I went with them um, and did some free classes, which was very helpful. And then I got to know some uh, one, and then I started writing Grade On in 2019, and here it is, 2000, the end of 2021, and I'm getting published. And Rhetoric Excuse took a chance on a first time author and published and decided to publish me. I hope they're taking book two. I'm waiting to see. This one's got to come out before they'll contract me to book two. Yeah. So, so I love to find out this the most about people 
when you let's go back to when Catherine Soto was a little girl and she had stars in her eyes and she was thinking about what she wanted to be when she grew up because we all take these different paths that lead us yeah. into what we were meant to be. What did you want to be? What was your goal in life? I was going to be a doctor. Okay. And then I uh, looked at blood and slides in a movie that showed blood and slides and said, mm, no, Pass. not as a teenager. No, not really what I want to do. And um, then I thought I'd be an anthropologist to work in a museum or at a dig site. And that didn't, I just didn't work hard enough to do that, you know, looking at jobs and things. And then I kind of fell into teaching. And then I fell into special ed teaching. And I went, at one time I wanted to be a preacher and go to Oral Roberts University, but I didn't do that either. So it was kind of funny the way life worked out. And I think that all of those experiences brought you to where you are now. Oh, they definitely have. I think the teaching special education probably taught you the patience that you needed to write these books because a lot of people and me myself i am still learning patience a lot of it um, <laughs> and i think that everything that we do in life takes us to a certain point so i find it fascinating to always learn you know because i wanted to be a lawyer and a police officer um thank goodness i didn't turn into either one of them so I always like to ask somebody that question where their life, you know, they thought their life was going to be early on. So you got a traditional publishing deal or is it a high? I got it. It's, it's an indie publisher. Okay. Where they work with you to, they're a little different in that a SKU helps you to edit the book and go through and edit, edit the book with you. But they kind of say, these are the kinds of things that we'd like to see changed. These are the words you need to go look. I like the word, I love the words like and just and ask. So I had to go through and take them out and change sentences. And they will take you through the book and take out adverbs and make sure that you are watching closely what they're looking for in the way of wordy words that you really don't need. And then they take you through a guided um, edit of your content and what they would like to see changed and what they think would make it a better book. So they, they work with you to get to the point where the, what you produce, they will want to publish and you will want to publish it. Nice. So they are really, I really like working with them. Dusty, um, one of the people who works there, has been really friendly, really nice and worked with me. And Mandy Mellison, those are the two people in charge. There's only two people that run this publishing company. So they are very busy. And I appreciate both of them taking time to work with a new author, um, getting a little, you know, putting them up with all my questions because I tend to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of publishing houses, regardless of the size, they won't take their chance on a new author unless they have connections. You know, no, I have. I don't have a connection in the world in the publishing company. <laughs> so it's you know you they must have seen something in you and in that book that sparked their interest. So it maybe had to the, been. maybe the audacity of me writing this cover letter that I go back and read and I go, oh my goodness, why did I write that to introduce this book? <laughs> The audacity of me coming up and asking to be published 
with this brand new author and this brand new book probably shocked them into publishing it. I don't know. Hey, when you deserve something, you deserve it. They might have, you know, found out that, yes, this is worthy of us taking on and doing this. And I really am pleased that they did. Absolutely. So through your journey, obviously, you've learned a lot of stuff. You, you took courses, you learned how to write the book, you took a chance on yourself, and you went after a publishing deal. What would be the advice that you have for any author out there that is seeking kind of the same type of path possibly that you have? A lot of authors give up. Because there, there's so much out there and there's so many authors going independent or traditional. Publish any way you want. <clears throat> go ahead and do. If you want to do it independently and publish 16 books a year, go right ahead. Do it. Have fun at it. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself as being a writer and don't let it grind on you. Because if you let it grind, then it's not going to be fun. Because publishing writing is supposed to be something that comes from you that you want to do it because you need to write. Not because you want a publishing deal. It's because you have the need to write. Because I also write poetry and I've got 350 some odd poems now written <laughs> since That's I was a teenager. That's Christy there. Uh, she's uh, on our page right now, and she was just chiming in, ask her about her poetry. So that, oh, that was she typed all of it for me. <laughs> yeah, we I got sent it to her in a big box in my worst handwriting, and she typed it all for me. Oh, well, God bless Christy. God bless Christy. Because she, <laughs> she says, I don't know what some of these things are, but as I got to re reading your writing, I got to understand it more. Yeah. But she, she really did a good job. She sent me back 300 poems, 300 or so poems. She's, I tell you what, she's really, she's a rock star. And uh, we've yeah. got Elizabeth asking a question. Will you ever do a book on the kids? I thought about it. But I think that I'm going to keep my special education career as my, my stuff. Probably won't write on that. I might write some lesson plans and maybe some helpful things. I've got uh, lesson plans for the high school uh, in uh, grade on for grade on if Darwin already made up mm -hmm. to, to sell to teachers or give to teachers if they want to use the book in the classroom. So smart. I've made all that up. So that can be uh, sold by me or given to teachers, depending on how I feel at the time and if I'm broke or not. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling a little broke right now, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going to, and also uh, the difference between an indie publisher and, and even your now your major publishers are asking authors to do a lot of promotion. Yep. So I will be doing a lot of promoting the book. And so will Christy. Yeah. Christy is currently promoting um, abduction, the um, abducted, the alien anthology, uh, alien romance anthology. She's currently promoting it for me, too. And I've been promoting it like crazy. Well, you're on the right uh, hands with Christy, so. Yes, she's been doing it. I think every day I look down and she's got five or six places listed that That's she's awesome. been to and that she's listed the book. And we've sold, last I heard at the beginning of November, 
beginning of November, I think we had sold 30 books and done over 5,000 pages on Kindle. That's, so we were that's moving really along. good. Moving along. Yeah. For a little, a small little anthology. I love those characters in that story. They're so funny. I, I, they, they crack me up. And if something makes me laugh while I'm writing it, I'm pretty sure that it will amuse other people. You know, I love when I'm writing a character or I'm going back and having to read parts of my book and I start cracking up and I'm thinking, I'm laughing at a character that my that came into my brain and told me to write this story. Like, I might be the epitome of insanity and I'm okay with that. Well, I feel like the epitome of insanity because I talked about, to my husband, I talked about Great Aunt like she was a real person. Yeah. And I told him the story before I wrote it, where I was going to take him and what I was doing and how I was, you know, because as an author, you take your characters and you torture them and you yep. throw things at them into their life that you know is going to make them go, oh, my God, well, how am I going to deal with this now? <laughs> I ha I made great on in one, one part of the book. They, they sh make her, she has a, a team of 20 going out and they make her take a team of six. Yeah. yeah, out, and then they send, they'll eventually they'll, they might send the rest of the team or not. I'll let you read the book, and then uh, I throw a dragons at her because on Avon there are dragons and she's from the Earth Dragon Clan, oh, and so I throw dragons in there at her to, to in the middle of the island where she's at, and so she has to deal with 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 a baby dragon and her and the mama. So I, I threw things at her try, every now and then I threw trials and tribulations at them. You're trying to see what she was made of. Oh yeah. She said, I'm made of steel lady. You can, you can, I got, I got wings of steel. You can throw anything you want at me. Yeah. And because so, I tell people she wrote this book, these books, I literally she wrote them. I just was the, the fingers that typed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, Sorry, what upcoming okay. projects do you have? Come well, this next year in 2022, I want to write a nonfiction book okay. about chronic illness and create and uh, creativity. Yeah, because I feel a lot of people who have chronic illnesses, like I have a chronic illness, kidney disease. I also have fibromyalgia, and I've dealt with kidney disease my entire life since the age of two. And I know what it's like to be ill and I know what it's like to be sick. And I know that creativity when you're sick is often the last thing that you do. And it should be one of the first things you're doing. So that's one of, that's one, that's one of the biggest projects I want to work on this year. I'm going to get that ready and then I'm going to get it. I want to go with it. I want to see if a big publisher might take a chance on me. So we'll see. Maybe a skew will like it. They sometimes do nonfiction too. I, so, I I love that project, Catherine, because you're so right. I didn't find my happiness until I started writing and started being more in touch with my creative side. Um, I suffer from chronic illnesses as well, which is why most people will never see me in person. <laughs> and I hardly ever leave my house. Uh, and I don't speak about it very often, not out of embarrassment, but because I like to smile as much as possible. So I try right. to only talk about the happy stuff. But yeah. when I started writing and I found my creativity, it was like, the air of my lungs started to come back a little bit, right. even though right. I 
barely have any left and the pain that I sit in every day yep. felt like it became bearable again. Have you, have you noticed that when you get into creative flow, the pain kind of goes away and you yeah. can work? You get lost and inside your mind. It comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, it'll swallow you whole when you're done and you're like, oh, I should have stayed in creative flow a little bit longer. Absolutely. So please yeah. write that so that more people well, I'm trying will realize. In my business, creating new worlds, uh, dot, uh, LLC.com, I'm trying to, I'm beginning that and I'm trying to teach people that creativity can be simple mm-hmm. and you can, you can do it every day. Yeah. And so the products I have on my PayHip site um, deal with a lot of that. Trying to be creative in your life and get your creativity. Get up and recognize your, that you can be creative and you can make your world a better place. And you can create new worlds every day. Yes. Towards teaching people. Yes. Oh, the forever teacher. I'm going to call you that, Catherine, the forever teacher, because the universe is leading me towards back into teaching, but back into teaching in a new and different way, because Absolutely. all of my creativity went into my classroom. So I didn't have any room for writing or I wrote poetry, but really didn't have room for a story in my head. Yeah. But I wrote good lesson plans and I did things that the kids needed. And then when I when I um, came out of depression, I went with Allison Bright's Determined to Shine 30-day journal, um, free journaling that she does, mm-hmm. where she gives you a journal thing to work on each day. And I did it for 30 days, and it started to bring me up out of the depression and up into being creative and realizing that I needed to grab life. Yeah. I need to come back and grab life and stop feeling sorry for myself just because I couldn't get a kidney transplant. Life goes on. And I've always lived that way for 23 years on dialysis, but it took me three years to come up out of it again and realize that I had to live for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to jump up and say, Hey, I'm going to be a creative being. I'm a creative. I'm going to be a creative being. And I learned drawing. I started taking drawing. I did Lifebook 2020 and Lifebook um, 2021 with willowing.org. Um, I love those art lessons. And I learned how to draw and I learned how to paint. And I love that. And I do that. So my next one of my projects in 2022 is going to be illustrating my own poems. Oh, wow. And I'm going to have my poem on one page and an illustration. And an illustration may go across two pages, but it, I'm going to try to do that. And Beautiful. offer that because Dusty at his cue loves poetry, he's a poet himself. And so he might take a poet, a poet, a chance on a poet, so on a poetry book. So we'll see. But I'm gonna illustrate it myself. So those are my two major projects are the chronic illness book and the the poem, and then finishing up book three. Uh, I mean book two with Serena, Grey Dawn's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Three um, anthology stories. I've put two in already. Uh, one is going to be going to production with Tarina Productions or Tarina Publishers as a, in an anthology. One's, I don't remember where the other one's going, but another one's going with the same people who did um, Abduct It. And it's going to be about fairies and kind of, th- yeah, a fairy tale, like a fairy. 
And so I'm writing that too. So I'm busy. I'm busy writing and everything. Yeah, you I, are. I go, what am I going to work on today? And sometimes I have to kick myself and say, get down there and write. <laughs> and usually the best times for my writing is 10 at night to 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. So I write, you know, 9, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And my husband's like, are you ever coming to bed? And I'm like, I don't think so. Not for a while yet. There's oh. an idea that has to be written. Oh, no, I'm in bed by 7 p.m., Catherine. I don't know how you knows, do that. And he knows, because I'm retired, I don't have to get up. I don't but have to get up until 9 or 10, you know? I'm retired, but I I still have to, like, Sometimes I can't I get up until, you know, 10 or 11, wander around the house, have lunch, <laughs> grab my cup of ice, walk my ice and my diet, walk into my room, set it down by my desk, read my email, work on my business, and then kick up the writing or work on the writing because they're both part of my business Yeah. and work on the writing or work on something. So I'm kind of enjoying things and uh, we're in the middle of a move, which has got the house completely rant looking like it was ransacked by eight or nine different house elves. <laughs> yeah. I left my husband for a week and went to Tucson to go house hunting. And it's just this huge God awful mess I left him in. Because our kitchen flooded two weeks ago. Oh, no. So we're having to replace our entire floor, the inside of the sinks. They're having to take out walls. Oh, my goodness. our kitchen and a bedroom. So they had to pack the kitchen, and they had to pack my husband's room. I think he says there's 68 boxes that they packed coming out of his room. You know. I'm and then he had to move his collection out. So there's just a whole bunch of stuff that, he, that we have moving parts. You are a busy lady. As fast as I can. Yeah. Because I'm not taking any, any part of my language crap that I have in the house is leaving. I've yeah. given up half of like three quarters of my sci-fi collection because it can't fit in a smaller house. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I'm keeping Terry Brooks, Terry Goodkind, and McCaffrey, Mercedes Lackey. Because Mercedes Lackey is my one of my, there those four or five authors are my favorite authors. Mm -hmm. And Terry Brooks sent me a postcard because I asked him if he would um, take a look at my book, and he he declined, but he sent me a postcard that wished me my best in my author career. So that's a special thing that I put in my special. Yeah. Oh, you're my we're one of my favorite authors for real now. And he didn't even have to do that. I mean, they're he so busy. That. Yeah. That. A beautiful card that has, I think, running with the demons on it. And I've read that book. And that's I just so cool. love I just love the fact that's what I want to do when somebody if somebody emails me or writes me, I will email or write them back. Yeah. And I do that because I know that it's it's important to your fans to know you and to get to know you. Yes. You, know, you can stalk me on my social sites and on my website. You can stalk me all every day all you want because I usually post every day. Yeah. Not on the website, but on the uh, social sites I'm posting every day. So and what, times a day. what is the main site where people can reach you at? All right. My main website is Catherine E. Soto. That's K A. T H E R I N E E Soto S O T O dash author dot com. 
Okay, awesome. And we'll make sure we get those up here in the comments as well after I get off. Um, if if Christy's still here, she'll probably pop them up. If not, oh, then I'll pop them up afterwards. She's got everything. She could pop everything up. She's, got my, she's probably got my passwords and everything. <laughs> well, she's already got abducted up here. The link and to abducted the alien. I think she has access, Christy. If you go look on Facebook or you go look on. Um, she's got your work in Christy. Yeah, already. <laughs> she charged me, I'm sure. Um, but um, if she goes and looks on some of my social sites, uh, Great Dawn of Darwin, the, the, the sneak peek cover is that. Oh, I'm so checking that out as soon that. as I get off here because I'm ready to see that. So, yeah. Catherine, before we head out, I want to yeah. hand it over to you for any last words you have for any of your uh, viewers out there, um, your fans, friends, or family. Um. I love you all. I want you to read my books. I want you to come and just come know a new author. Enjoy them. Uh, remember, I wrote them with humor. I wrote them with a lot of thought. I wrote them great on, came to me and just said, write. Write this. They'll come read it if you write it. So I just, I love writing is, can be a passion and it's a passion for me because I have lots of projects in the future. And I hope you'll follow me and come see me. Uh, I plan to do some book signings when COVID really lets up and when I get when we get resettled into a new state. And just enjoy yourselves, enjoy your writing, have fun. Remember that uh, life is better with creativity, much better with creativity. Come learn a bit about that on my on my Patreon at creatingnewworldsllc.com. I have Patreon membership where eventually it's going to be changed to flights. It's already changing to flights of creativity. So I keep people updated there once a week on my life and what's going on and the craziness that's happening and my writing too. Awesome. Catherine, I have had such a great time talking to you. I know that it's not going to be our last time. I'm excited for your journey. I'm excited that the world gets to know you and all of the wonderful things that you are creating. Um, as I'm looking at uh, Christy, I was like, why is the name just leaving me? Christy is popping up all of your sites on here. Great. So we're going to make sure that any of the friends, family, or fans, mostly fans, because the friends and family part probably already know, but all the fans are able to hop over from this interview and check that out and check all of your sites out, go and start following you. So uh, guys, don't forget to come back each week and watch us either live or the podcast right here on Facebook. You can also ask Siri or Alexa to play our latest episode. Head to our website, catch our latest issue of the magazine and blog posts. We want to continue making authors' dreams come true and provide them a platform to shine. We will see you guys next week. If you appreciate conversations like we do and you want to become a better speaker, visit our friends Brendan and Bomsey at Master Talk, where they teach you how to use the power of your voice. Don't forget, stay awake with a nice cup of coffee from Third Day Coffee Seguin, the best cup of coffee on this side of heaven. Until next time, friends, I'm CJ. That's Catherine. Go read her books and write on, everybody. Bye. See you guys next time. Bye, Catherine. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye. Thank you. Here. Bye. The Author's Court is a certified veteran-hosted podcast. 
shows your support. Tune in, share, and subscribe.